You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Before we get too far forward, your poor mother, because I've seen how hairy you are. Whoa, that didn't come to later in life. <laughs> Holy yeah, later in life, grade six. Like, come on. We were in gym class together. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hook. Oh yeah, we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB and Brazilian Thai. I have to tell you, I was walking at work today, just walking around, eating a granola bar, and I almost choked on it just because I thought of a wood tick mascot in Regina. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Can you um, picture that though? Because I know a number of people in my life that are afraid of wood ticks, like probably more than any other thing on planet Earth. They are their well, biggest not a, fear. They're not a deer tick. They're not a deer tick. <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming time- home from playing outside and growing up. Yorkton, Lloyd Minster kind of thing. Mom would have to check your hair to see if you had any ticks. Oh, s- you had a way better mom than I did. Oh. <laughs> you were just ticks weren't ticks weren't even a thing. I didn't know. I didn't even know about ticks until like four four years ago. What? Oh yeah. Whatever. So you could ha- you no, could have had uh, not a big deal. You could have Lyme had disease. Lyme disease for a long time already. That would explain a lot. <laughs> Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. Oh, just an incredible, incredible discussion. Like before we get before we get too far forward, your poor mother, because I've seen how hairy you are. Well, that didn't come till later in life. <laughs> oh, yeah, later in life, grade six. Like, come on. <laughs> we were in gym class together. Uh, week four is going to be an interesting one. I think the theme of this episode is going to be uh, injuries. That's probably fair to say, mm. isn't it? <laughs> I, I would think I would think that about covers it. Yep. See you yeah. next week. Yeah. The Thai Cats are twelve <laughs> point favorites over the Montreal Alouettes. They have not lost in Montreal since twenty fifteen, starting with the Hamilton side of the ball. If you want to uh look at having some of them in your lineup and why wouldn't you? Braylon Addison will not be playing in this game. He's had a couple good games in a row here, of course, without Luke Tasker on the Tie Cats roster, but Tasker now returns to the roster so a bit of a switcheroo there as for Montreal the ownership drama continues Clifford Stark has now withdrawn his intent to buy the Alouettes and it looks like the main group I guess the favorite group 
is the Lenkoff brothers. And I don't know much about them, to be honest. We have talked about them before. They could be stepping in to be the owners of the Alouettes. I really do hope they have some deep pockets. Let's talk about the on-the-field stuff, though. Devere Posey will be a game-time decision as he deals with a calf injury. Uh, B.J. Cunningham gets... All the targets. He's averaged nine over the first few games mm-hmm. of the season. So I got to assume there might even be a few more balls heading his way. Uh, either him, William Stanback out of the backfield a little bit. Uh, you could look at Eugene Lewis, but BJ Cunningham's going to be the number one option uh, for Vernon Adams, that's for sure. Is he maybe one of the most underrated receivers in the league? Uh, what if he was on a what if he had a consistent? I'm trying to be diplomatic here. <laughs> Don't now. Why? <laughs> what if he had a consistent, even an average quarterback over the past mm-hmm. four years throwing him the ball? Uh, he would help any offense. He has the ability to stretch the field, you know. And so you have you have to respect that deep threat, which opens everything up underneath. You can it opens up for the run. Uh, and, and like you said, he doesn't get talked about. Maybe under, I don't know if underrated or is the right word. Uh, I mean, every game is on national television, so you have the opportunity to watch. Uh, but I just think that with who he's had as a quarterback and the team that he's on doesn't give him the opportunity to be as good as he can be. Uh, the Owls have also signed kicker Tyler Crepinha. He brings some competition for Boris Beattie. And we did talk about it on Tuesday, but Luke Broder Jordan will retire following this game. Is he the best last overall pick in CFL history? I mean, I'd have to go back and look at the last overall picks. But he was the last pick in 2008. He's going to play in his 168th game on Thursday. He's won two Grey Cups. He was a two-time East Division All-Star. I think he did okay for being the last pick. Yeah, it seemed to have worked pretty well for him. Uh, the only last overall pick I can think of is Phil Kessel at the NHL All-Star game. And oh, yeah. He literally, just, <laughs> literally just sat there with a camera in his face for a half hour. <laughs> Yeah, an and all-star trust me, the game, camera yeah. the camera did and did add ten pounds. <laughs> well, did he show up to camp like Keith Kachuk, forty pounds overweight, and just? <laughs> yeah, Keith Keith scored five hundred goals. So yeah, hey Kessel might do that too, won't he? Well, somebody's got to score in Arizona, yes, anyways. Somebody does. Anyway. Um, uh, so the Owls bring in Caprinia to do what? I mean, they've had three field goal attempts this year. Oh, wow. Do you really need to add competition? I'm just furiously looking at last overall picks. And (laughs) I probably should have done this before the show. None of them are on the level of Luke Brodeur Jordan. Let's say that. That's that's usually like in the NFL, they're called mystery relevant. Yep. The last overall pick. So, I mean, for a guy to, to be. I don't want to say looked over or passed over, but like to go last in the draft, it, it, it you think that you're probably not going to make, and you start looking at other options, and it turns out that every team missed uh, on every other pick. Does that? Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, say missed, does that but, make the other teams look stupid? Like especially how teams have now treated 
the last round of the draft. Andrew Buckley was the last overall pick uh, a few years ago by the Stampeders. Um, like this past year, the Riders took a 28-year-old player, probably I'm just assuming because he was the brother of... Uh, <laughs> and then cut him. Yeah, well, he ended up getting hurt. Uh, yeah. And probably was going to be done for the season. But there were some bizarre picks in the eighth round that in, in that draft. Yeah. And it just shows, man, man, you you could still find diamonds in the rough at that mm-hmm. point of the draft. And you know what? He, he overcame what uh, everybody thought of him coming in. And he had himself a good career. So I'm glad he's going to get his due with the Alouettes here. How do you see this game going? They're not going to lose by five scores again, are they? Travis. <laughs> Is that a yes? <laughs> they might lose by more. Okay, so I'm I'm going to assume you're going to pick the Ticats to cover the spread again. Oh, yeah, uh, well, I, I hate double-digit spreads, but yeah, I'd be Hamilton to cover for sure. Wow. I mean, how do you even talk about... Uh, this team anymore. Uh, last year during uh, their home Vernon, opener, Vernon Adams Jr. is the third highest scoring quarterback against the competition this week, on average. All right, <laughs> uh, he's I got mean, the... James, James Franklin is first, but he's not starting. So I mean, <laughs> he he's got the rushing prowess. So hopefully he can <laughs> yes. kind of build off the forty yards from last week. You'd think the team would come into the home opener fired up. But here's what they did in their home opener last year against Winnipeg. They lost 56-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. But ooh, I'd probably argue that the Alouettes are a better team today than they were a year ago. But the Ticats, they're just firing mm-hmm. at all cylinders. I don't know how you stop them. Yeah, I don't. Man, it, it's crazy what they're doing. And now Addison's out. But, I mean, they plug Luke Tasker right back in. So that offense isn't going to miss a beat. Sean Thomas Erlington uh, has kind of... I don't want to say coming out of nowhere, but emerged as as a prominent starting running back in the CFL and, and has really helped that offense click. And, and Montreal, yeah, better on paper, like we said at the start of the year, but they have yet to actually show that they are a better football team. It's nice to have a another starting Canadian running back just doing what Thomas mm-hmm. Erlington is doing when it comes to fantasy. And when it comes to real life, you want your quarterbacks, if they can do damage with their legs, that's awesome. But when it comes to your running backs, you'd like them to be a threat as a receiver as well. And Thomas Erlington had a 75-yard play last week. He had over 100 mm-hmm. yards receiving. We don't see that from receivers very often. When three of your pass catchers have 100 yards and one of them's your running back, oh, I, I do got to wonder here. If it's the not tie- even fair. <laughs> I, I do have to wonder here if the Ticats are going to look at maybe resting some guys once they they get up big. They, they really haven't done it yet. And, I mean, at this point of the season, reps are they're really important. Mm-hmm. So you want to get, get your plays down pat. And they, they've shown no mercy so far. Well, no, and we and we saw it with the Riders as well. Not really, not really resting anybody and going forward on third down when they were up yeah. uh, by a bunch. But I mean, that's an opportunity to work on stuff with a, with a preseason that's only two games long. 
uh, and a lot of the vets aren't in those games or they're in but not for very long, uh, especially early in the year. This is the first couple weeks or, I don't know, first handful of weeks kind of turn into like an extended training camp uh, where, you know, you you have to get the reps in. You have to get guys into that lineup uh, that are going to be important players for you, and you can worry about resting them later on in the year. Because right now, I'm not saying that, you know, if Hamilton were to rest Tasker for one more week and even without Braylon Addison that they would lose this game. But if they were, like, you just, well, better example would be in the West. If you fall behind early, it's really hard to dig out of that hole uh, later on in the year because the, the games get so much tougher. So you got to win games now while you can uh, w- with with your horses, and then you can start wrestling them uh, as, as you start to clinch either a playoff spot or, or uh, you know, a home playoff, home playoff game. And it's pro football. There's uh, no mercy. There's no hurt feelings mm-hmm. in this. It's uh, not my job to stop <laughs> scoring. It's your job to stop me. Uh, Sean Thomas Erlington was born in Montreal. He went to school in Montreal. I guess he's going to have around 80 friends and family at the game. So I don't know if that's so going to make him. playing for free. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to fire him up or if he's going to be nervous. But I'm going to think it's going to fire him up and he's going to have another big game for the Tiger Cats mm-hmm. tonight. Find me an excuse not to start Thomas Erlington in my lineup because I don't know if there's a good argument there. Um, Just for fun, play the devil's advocate. <laughs> oh, you, that is, you do know I love doing that. I know you uh, do. <laughs> let, let's say they get up 40 at halftime. Do, 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 do they keep playing them? <laughs> Yeah, so, so maybe I mean, 40, if they're up six scores at, at the half. half. It, but if he's up, if they're up, if they're up six scores at the half, he's probably got three of them. So I mean, he should be okay. Yeah, because that would be a good game's worth, uh, right in a half mm-hmm. of football. <laughs> yeah, I do hope the Alouettes do put on a uh, uh, a better performance for their fans uh, at home, though. So uh, good luck with the juggernaut Tie Cats coming in. We go to a game for Friday Night Football that's looking like a lot of fun here. The Ottawa Red Blacks, four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Bombers on a three-game winning streak in Ottawa. So last year, 2017 and 2016, they've won all those games. Ottawa lost both games coming off the bye last year, not including the week one bye. But so far, the Bomber defense has only allowed one touchdown (laughs) now dom davis has surprised us all this Mm -hmm. season so far is he going to be the first quarterback to score a touchdown on the bombers this year or the second touchdown anyway uh oh yeah i think (laughs) i think this game is going to be close and, and i don't i don't see a reason why why ottawa won't be scoring touchdowns on winnipeg i mean winnipeg's defense is still pretty good even with the losses they've had uh, to free agency and, and other things, but I mean, Winnipeg as a, as a road dog, I just can't, I, I can't not bet it. Winnipeg comes in uh, to this game relatively healthy. Adam Big Hill didn't practice on mm-hmm. Tuesday, but O'Shea called it a vet day. That's why players, I think, like playing for Mike O'Shea. <laughs> and and the creativity that he brings too, whether it be on special teams. Uh, and stuff like that, right? Like where they kind of get to have a little bit of fun. And, and he seems to be um, like we saw, especially on Monday where it seemed like neither coach. Uh, well, I shouldn't say Dick, Dickinson was very involved, but I mean, every time it was on Chamberlain, it looked like he looked lost. And Mike O'Shea is right in the middle of everything on that bench. 
Uh, it seems when a player comes on or comes off and he knows everything that's going on in the game, that's just fun when you play for a guy who's as invested as you are. As for the Bomber defense, they are giving up three hundred and over 378 yards uh, through the air a game. So maybe Dom Davis is a nice little uh, answer here for your fantasy mm-hmm. quarterback. And he seems to be a guy that people still aren't really trusting all that much to put in their lineup. And I don't really know if I that I blame them. I, I kind of overlook him still. I, I guess I want to see more. I want to see a little more, and I don't want to put him in against this Winnipeg defense right now with the way that they've started this year. Just it, and that being said, he's probably going to, you know, get, have a forty-point night and and shove it right back down my throat. But it's just I, you look at the matchup, and it's just not favorable to having him in there right now. Wow! And I uh, just got breaking news uh, on the Twitter machine. Uh, totally. Last last episode, we had dual <laughs> dual pronunciations of Cody Fajardo in Regina. Yeah, you kept saying Fajardo. Well. I saw people saying it's Fajardo, and he stopped uh, correcting people. And I've heard multiple people say Fajardo, and then he replied on Twitter that saying it's Fajardo. Yeah, I'll go with what the TSN guys say because they get the pronunciation guide. And I'll go with what Cody says, so whatever. Back to this I, I didn't want to call you out on it. I thought you were just doing it to piss me off, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's part of it. I wanted to see if you would notice. <laughs> oh, I noticed. Gave me a little twitch. <laughs> now, if Ottawa can somehow limit Andrew Harris and big plays, of course they have a shot at winning this one. Their defense is going to want to play a lot better than they did mm. against Saskatchewan a couple weeks ago. But is it is it possible to do both limit Harris and the big plays? I'm not so sure it is. It depends. Do you want to limit Harris on the ground or do you want to limit him on the screen and swing passes? Yeah. Because, right, like those are two completely different things. I know they kind of call them the extended running play, uh, but when a guy's running between the tackles, it's a lot different than when you're swinging it out uh, around the edge. Uh, And with Lucky Whitehead and Darvin Adams both both in the arsenal there for Matt Nichols, it it can be really tough to stop the big play. Um, You know, there's just something... As a, as a defense about giving up a hundred yard rusher, so if you can if you can hold a guy to under a hundred yards and maybe shut that, you don't you're not going to stop all the big plays more than likely, uh, especially with what we saw from Whitehead last week. Uh, but you have to limit them, like you said, and and I think I think the focus has to be on stopping Andrew Harris because uh, if they can stop Andrew Harris early and not let the running game get established, it's going to be really hard to stretch the field. That's what it's uh, all going to be here because mm-hmm. uh, the Red Blacks team, they, I, I said it before, they just uh, bring their lunch pails and go to work. So they they might be a team that won't want to give up big plays and they just want to play that hard-nosed football in the trenches mm-hmm. against the O-line and Andrew Harris. Yeah, and then they get to do the hitting and they're not the ones getting hit. And they are hard hitters, that defense. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I kind of want to see here. The Bombers, uh, they gave up two 100-yard receivers last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Stafford and Ricky Collins. 
I'm kind of wondering here if we're going to see some repeat magic here from Dom Davis and uh, Dom Rhymes. Get give all the hundred yard receivers you want. If, if you're not going to allow them to score a touchdown, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's really hard to win a, f- a football game kicking eight field goals. But when we're talking about fantasy and you can mm-hmm. have eight catches and over a hundred yards, Dom Rhymes yes. costs just over four thousand dollars. And averages well. He's only played one game against Winnipeg, so I mean it's a smaller sample size. But he averaged he got nineteen point one in that game, but his his career average is well below that at six point nine. Uh, but I mean, if you're looking for lightning in a bottle uh, with a bomber defense that's giving up over three hundred and seventy five pass yards a game, uh, Dom, Dominic Grimes is definitely a guy you could look at to put in your lineup for sure. And he's at just under four forty one hundred. Uh, dollars pretty cheap as well. Yeah, I'm going to be watching him. Burnham put up 153 in the Bombers in week one. Two 100-yard receivers last week. So uh, they're giving up the yards. Maybe not the scores, but uh, the yards, uh, they still count somewhere. Maybe not on the mm-hmm. field and in the official standings, but they count uh, to the game that we like to play. Yes, and it's all about pride, and it's all about us. It's all about us. The score, the scoreboard does not matter unless I'm betting, which I will be. <laughs> okay, who you uh, who you betting on here for the spread here? Oh, the spread. Oh, it's only a four and a half. It is. Uh, well, mind you, Winnipeg's going to win this game, so it's Winnipeg to cover. I don't. I don't think it's even. Yeah, I, I think Winnipeg comes into Ottawa and, and uh, keeps the keeps the winning streak alive. All right, let's uh, uh, thank Park Power now for being a sponsor of Two and Out. They are a uh, provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta. They offer low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. How do you not like that? And it's super easy to switch. In Alberta, the beauty, parts of the beauty of being in this province is you get to choose who you buy your energy from. So if you're with a, a retailer right now, you have a contract. Maybe you want to look to see what the terms are for getting out of that. If you don't, then it's super easy to go to Park Power. Just go to their website, parkpower.ca. They got all kind of fancy calculators there, show you what kind of money you will save on your energy bill and who doesn't want to save on their energy bill and who doesn't want to support uh, local charities in the process. So parkpower.ca, you can make the switch today. It is super easy. Thanks for being a sponsor of Tune Out and check out Park Power at parkpower.ca. Game three of week four is uh, the first half of a doubleheader on TSN. The BC Lions, six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Toronto Argonauts. i got to commend the Argos, what they're doing to try to get fans into the stands at BMO. Kids under 12 this Saturday, get in free. And get to try out for a quarterback position. <laughs> it is family day there, so basically anything that applies to Brazilian Thai, like what do children eat? That's what Thai eats. Macaroni and cheese, I assume you eat. Gross. Oh, Gross. my. Chicken fingers, you eat that? I, oh, okay, quick. We went to Cactus Club for lunch in Saskatoon uh, during my suspension. And, of course, <laughs> their, their, menu, their menu is great, right, according to everybody. So we, we sit down, and my buddy asked, well, what are you going to get? Because he had, he had just got out of the dentist, so he couldn't eat. So he's kind of living vicariously through us. My old roommate <laughs> sitting across from me, and without skipping beans, like he's getting <laughs> chicken fingers. And sure enough, I ordered the chicken fingers. Do you actually, 
Will you go to a restaurant and look at the kids' menu and just order an adult size of that? No, because usually the kids' menu is like the, the kids' size of the adult stuff. But, I mean, <laughs> if they have a really good grilled cheese, I'll get like three of them. <laughs> I'll get three kids-sized grilled cheese, please. Yeah. Do you yeah. eat spaghetti? Like, yep, 100%. I'm, I'm part Italian. So what do you put on it? Meat sauce. Wow, I'm actually surprised that you're that cultured. <laughs> it's no it's basically pizza sauce with extra meat in it. Like let's be real here. <laughs> Baked with cheese, baby. Baked with cheese. Oh yeah, that's pretty good too. Like I I'm in the same parking lot as Boston Pizza, so I think we both know where I'm going for supper tonight. But but you don't like mac and cheese? No. How is that a possibility? It's a ugh. No. I, I can't wrap my head. I'll eat it. it. I'll eat it if I have to, but <laughs> I don't have to because I'm not a poor college student. <laughs> give me some. Give me some ramen noodles though, with like the different color seasonings that say they're different flavors, but they're really not. It's just salt, and I'll <laughs> eat those uncooked all day. <laughs> uh, as on the field for the BC Lions, Brian Burnham did not practice on Tuesday due to a lower body injury. This is going to be a situation to watch because it might be time for the Duran Carter show in Toronto. I know Tressman isn't there, but if I know Duran, he's going to want to come in there and light up mm-hmm. the uh, the Argos and have some fun at BMO Field. And he had himself seven catches last week. I think that uh, Riley might be looking his way if Burnham can't go. And in 11 games played against the Argos, he averages 16.6 points. He's only going to cost you $3,987, which is peanuts. Criminal. Uh, and, and, I mean, Lamar Durant at just over 5,100 only averages 3.9, averages 6.9 for the career. But with if Burnham's not going to play, both those guys are going to get a lot of looks uh, against a Toronto defense that is absolutely brutal. Whether it's a, well, and especially against the passes we saw uh, on Monday against Cody Fajardo. <laughs> and Lamar Duran has a touchdown in every single game this year. Yeah, and, yeah, last last week he was able to roll into the end zone. Oh yeah, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there might be an argument for starting Carter and Durant. I, I haven't had the guts. To start two receivers from one team, but this actually might be the week to do it. it whether it's Hamilton or, or BC, I think are your two best options. Uh, you could go Ottawa because you get them for cheap if you wanted to go Sinopoli and Rhymes. Uh, if you have faith in Dom Davis. But yeah, the, this this could be the week where, where that's right for the pickings for sure. And I do want to point you in the direction of a piece that Chris O'Leary helped put together on CFL.ca from Mike Riley, who opened up about his struggles Mm -hmm. with anxiety and mental health problems. It is very honest, and I have so much respect from uh, Riley for opening up about this. You have to read it if you haven't yet. And it uh, puts a lot of things into perspective. If you are struggling, you are totally not alone. And if an MOP and a Grey Cup champ can 
eventually reach out. And I think that's maybe my favorite part of the whole 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 piece is that he's really honest about, hey, no, I, I, I reached out, but I, I didn't tell the full story. I... I kind of hid things because I wanted it to be a physical issue. You just have to have to read it on CFL.ca. It's mm-hmm. it's must read stuff. And, and, and there's been a lot of talk lately, uh, you know, with with the mental health issues uh, that that you know it's not just limited to one like one type of person. It, everybody goes through them. I mean, I'm on the road all the time. I, I go through it. Uh, being away from home as much as I am, uh, you know, Robin Lehner in the NHL, he won the Masterton Trophy this year. He battled alcoholism and mental issues uh, when he was in Buffalo, and finally, you know, decided that he wasn't going to let it take over his life. And he he got the help he needed, and and you know had a huge bounce back year, and, and you know now is got got a five million dollar contract in the NHL. And then you look at a guy like Mike Riley, who you look at, and he just seems so stoic. In, on the field and, and on the sidelines, and you just don't think that he would be affected by any of this. And it just goes to show it, it, it doesn't matter who you are or where you are, walk of life, uh, it, mental illness, uh, it, it, it affects everybody. Let's talk about the Argos. James Franklin has been placed on the six-game injured list, so McLeod Bethel-Thompson is set to take over. That might be a blessing in disguise because <laughs> now Chamlin doesn't have to make the decision. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The decision was made for him. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if Macbeth if it was his first start, but remember when they beat the Lions twenty four twenty three last summer? Could it happen again? No. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> there has to be an upset. I guess technically yeah. Ottawa's Winnipeg. considered favorites. I don't know. I mean, not by much. Winnipeg's, Winnipeg's four and a half point dogs, and BC covered last week. So I mean, they're only getting better. <laughs> uh, they have also added the Argos have a defensive back, Cresden Butler, mm-hmm. to the practice roster. I mean, that'll help uh, a little bit. Uh, he'll, he, I thought he was a good DB for the Riders, just maybe had a little bit of a roster crunch this year, so they let him go, but he mm-hmm. is now with the Toronto Argonauts. I I don't know how to convince anyone that the Argos have a shot at winning this game. I I just don't they see They don't even it. have a shot at covering. I don't, I don't see a s- scenario where they do win, to be honest. Nope. No, uh, uh, BC's coming in right now. Uh, they're going to be pissed off. They had a, they had a hell of a first half against Calgary and you yeah. know kind kind of let it all slip away and couldn't score points. I mean they got they they just they stopped scoring in the second half. Uh, so yeah, they're going to come out a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. And just so happens that they run into the worst passing defense. Or sorry, the worst rushing defense in the league. So John White as well uh, could be a big, uh, big add on a roster uh, at only fifty eight hundred as well. Wow. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean Toronto's Toronto's got so much going for it, right? I mean the Jays are real good. The, the Leafs <laughs> still have lots of depth at center. Oh wait, like yeah, everything's looking up in Toronto. All they Kawhi's need is Kawhi stay, Leonard maybe. to sign with the Lakers. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, the way the media... Man, the Blue Jays are so bad, they're just not even paying attention to them. They're just chasing Kawhi around the city. It's embarrassing. When, when the Jays were good, it was it was so good for, for the Leafs because the Leafs could lose two games in a row and nobody cared because the Jays were in the playoffs. But now right? they need so to obsess kinda, about Kawhi and do the whole paparazzi thing. Yeah, the Jays are not covering anybody's ass now because <laughs> they are that they, – they, <laughs> They, they they barely get off the bus some nights. <laughs> At least there's hope in, w- with the Blue Jays, with all the young prospects they have. Yeah, and then Vlad will win, win the uh, home render and pull his oblique and be out for the year. <laughs> oh, Toronto and BC, it used to be the Braley Bowl. Now he's just on uh, one side of things. It's going to be... Uh, uh, an interesting one to watch if the Argos can hang around in this one on Saturday night. But then another intriguing game. Normally, we don't really get all that excited about the battle of the backups here. And I, I don't want to say that Bo Levi Mitchell is not going to be playing. But uh, he ended up having an MRI on Tuesday. The results came on Wednesday, but he's getting a second opinion. He wants to send it to a doctor in Los Angeles. It's the same doctor that looked at Tom Brady's knee. I guess he looked at Kobe Bryant. Uh, he looked at Bo's shoulder, actually, a couple a couple years ago. So he's dealt with him before. He wants to get a second opinion there. Dave wouldn't rule out Bo. I think it's a West Division gamesmanship here. He hasn't thrown a ball at practice. He admitted there's some discomfort in the pectoral muscle. I can't see him playing Saturday night against the Riders. No, and everything I've read is that he is not playing. Uh, it wasn't like because they don't know when they're getting this opinion, the second opinion back, and they don't want. They obviously like if you have believe I Mitchell as your quarterback, you're not going to rush him back and, and risk losing him for the year. Uh, so I, I I don't see him playing from everything I've read, uh, and I mean yeah, not only is it a Western Division matchup, but it's also against his brother. Brother, <laughs> so I mean you don't really want to give him any info. It's like yeah, you can be Luigi, and he never plugged the controller in. Do not tell your mom the status of Bo Levi Mitchell because we all know that mom will talk to <laughs> Craig mm-hmm. and spill the you beans. You find out who the. Fi- you find out who the favorite is real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't see him playing either. But Nick Arbuckle, he's got he's got something there. He looked good in the preseason. He led yeah, the comeback for the Eric Stampeders. Rogers. Yeah, I mean, he's got Eric Rogers <laughs> to throw to. So I, I think Arbuckle might surprise some people on Saturday. But Bo's not the only injury in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Juwan Breskison and Don Jackson have been ruled out of Saturday's game. Both uh, have concussions here, or at least are under concussion protocol. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking towards Terry Williams, who has started at running back before and has lit it up at running back before. But they also have Kadeem Carey 
on their practice roster. And he spent some time with the Chicago Bears. He had himself a great camp, made some plays in the preseason. If they want to keep Terry Williams returning kicks and keeping him fresh, you remember when he, he had 156 yards and he was puking on the sidelines? <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like me after walking up four flights of stairs to my condo. <laughs> So they could put Kadeem Carey in. Uh, Danny Austin of the Calgary Sun anticipates he will be on the roster, and he could be the $2,500 special this week that I would not be opposed to taking. The only problem is that the depth chart doesn't come out till Friday. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you if you know what you kind of want to do for the Thursday night game, you can do that and hope Carey uh, play if, well, and two, we never know when they're, he's going to show up on the website. He might not show up till Saturday morning. That's true. He's uh, not even on there. So, I mean, it makes it – but if if you jump on it early and get him in there uh, at a, as your flex or even as your second running back, it's going to open up a lot of op- options. Uh, and once again, I think we are both on the, on the uh, bandwagon of not starting a defense, so it just opens up even more possibilities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no Brandon Smith or Herji Mayala were at practice as of Wednesday. Oh, man. So the Stamps are really, really beat up heading to Regina, where the Riders are actually three-and-a-half-point favorites here. Uh, as for Saskatchewan, on Wednesday, Nick Marshall, KD Cannon, and Brett Lowther did not practice. Uh, Dickinson... Craig has not ruled yes. any of them out for Saturday's game either. You have to realize that this is a short week for the Riders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their uh, Monday game coming up until uh, to Saturday. So they might have been giving these guys a rest, but I did hear KD Cannon was walking with a visible limp. So rookie Justin McInnes might uh, be able to make the start there. Maybe meaning that Solomon Elamimian could make it on the roster for this game. And hey, hey. maybe a Manny Arsenault. Who knows what the Riders are going to do. Again, the depth chart comes out on Friday. But they all of a sudden have some options here. It's been a while. And I, I probably got to say probably I don't even know since I've been doing this podcast if I wanted any riders on a fantasy team of mine, but now they've got some legit options. Even if KD Cannon doesn't play, there's there's uh, Kyron Moore who's the big play threat, and Shaq Evans is really coming mm-hmm. into his own in that receiving core. Yeah, uh, I remember I started Claros a couple times last year, and I was lucky to get ten points. Yeah, that's that's what you wanted, and that's kind of what you expected. If I get double digits, it's a good week. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, they're starting to get guys now. Uh, I don't want to say homegrown, but I mean, like, you know, they're free agent signings, and and they've kind of had these guys on the practice roster and brought them in when need be, and now they're starting to crack the lineup and and be bona fide starters, and they're starting to make plays. and And Shaq Evans' start this year has been has been awesome, uh, and now with with a guy like William Powell behind center, it opens up a lot. Or behind in the backfield, sorry, opens up a lot of options for the receivers because. Teams are going to have to respect the run because uh, game in, game out, season in, season out, Powell has been uh, a force to be reckoned with in, in this league. All right. Who are your four week four winners heading into the games? Hamilton, Winnipeg, BC, 
Saskatchewan at home. <laughs> I've got Hamilton, uh, Ottawa, BC, mm-hmm. and Saskatchewan. It's the Winnipeg, Ottawa, and the Calgary, Saskatchewan game I'm really hung up on, which means that mm-hmm. Montreal and Toronto will win. But <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that Friday night game, Winnipeg, Ottawa is going to be fun to watch, and mm-hmm. Calgary, Saskatchewan. When's the last time that we've been this excited about two backup quarterbacks? I am not worried about Nick Arbuckle carrying the load for the Stampeders, and I'm no longer worried about Cody Fajardo carrying the load for the Riders. That is actually going to be, I think, a really good duel Saturday night. I'm worried about Nick Arbuckle coming in and throwing for 400 yards and he five could. touchdowns and, <laughs> and just, and just oh, same old story. Calgary comes to Saskatchewan and then leaves with two points. Yeah, there's there's that whole West Division showdown. It's like it, no matter how bad or banged up one team is, Calgary always steps up against Saskatchewan, and Saskatchewan always does their best to step up against uh, Calgary. So it's going to be a fun one Saturday night under the lights at Mosaic. I love those 8 o'clock kickoffs. I know people will complain that they can't get home early enough, but, man, give me more of those 8 o'clock kickoffs. I love it. It's a it's a Saturday night. Yes, absolutely. Sudbury Saturday night, baby. Crank the stomp. Hey. <laughs> Ty, what's your fantasy lineup looking like, buddy? So you know how I said I was worried about Nick Arbuckle coming in and throwing for four hundred yards. That's why you picked him. Yeah, so he's only five <laughs> grand. <laughs> William Powell, Moses Madu. Uh, he's been a force to be reckoned with early on in the year here. Eric Ro- Eric Rogers. Uh, trying to double up here. Lucky Whitehead, because I didn't pick him last week, and it bit me in the ass. And <laughs> I have Brian Burnham, Brian Burnham in there right now. Uh, but that's probably going to change, uh, you know, before the game start on, on Thursday night. It's just I'm, i gotta, I got to do a little more research. I've been busy with work, but that's just kind of what I put together this afternoon. How much money have you got left over? Uh, under 200 bucks. Nice. I so I, I got $234 left. My quarterback is Mike Riley. I cannot not That's, pick him this week. Yep. I totally understand that. I've got William Powell because the Calgary defense has been getting lit up on the ground. They have given up an average of just over 28 points to lead running backs so far this mm-hmm. season. I think Powell is going to be able to really run it down Calgary's throat if the Riders go that way with the game plan. Calgary is eighth in the league in rush yards against per game. Oh, eight, eighth, and this is the Calgary Stampeders we're talking about. Yeah, that just shows the losses and then the injuries mm-hmm. have taken their toll so far on this team. I've got Sean Thomas Erlington. I, I can't not have him uh, because I've been preaching his praises for uh, so long now. I've taken uh, Deron Carter just because Riley's got to throw to somebody. And if I'm I'm banking on Burnham not playing. If Burnham's not playing, then uh, I think Deron mm-hmm. is going to have himself a good game in Toronto. I've taken Shaq Evans. I've really liked what him and Fajardo have done so far. He seems to be the favorite target. So I've got him. And then I've got a little bit of a $2,500 gamble here. Jalen Acklin of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He's looked good at practice. He is only $2,500. He had five catches against Toronto in week two, 10.9 points. He only had a catch last week, 
But, I mean, if he gets back to the four or five catches for $2,500, he made a great touchdown catch on mm-hmm. Richard Leonard in practice. If he does that, 2500 bucks, I'm laughing. Uh, the dream is that CFL-TSN Fantasy gets Kadeem Carey up on the website before the Ticats-Owls game. And if he's 2500 bucks, I would not hesitate to throw him in my lineup, especially if he's going to start for the Stamps. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of ca- well, I don't know a lot, but he's gonna be the the running game is gonna be featured somewhat because they're they're gonna have to take pressure off of, of the young quarterback there, Nick Arbuckle. I know that you know he went nine for nine in the comeback, uh, but that was you know three minutes of football. Uh, an entire game is a different story. Who are your top three projected uh, fantasy uh, players from each position? Uh, well, quarterback Jeremiah Masoli. Uh, 25.4 points. He averages against Montreal. Mike Riley at 21.8. Vernon Adams Jr., uh, with James Franklin out, is actually the third highest now with 18.9. James Wilder Jr., Sean Thomas Rennington, and William Stanback at the running back position. And Darvin Adams, Markeith Ambles, and Dominique Grimes uh, run out the wide receivers. Uh, that being said, I mean... With Braylon Addison out, that knocks Rhymes or Rhymes steps up into that third spot. Braylon Addison, if he would have played, averages 22.7 points a game against Montreal. Markeith Ambles, very underrated option for the Stampeders mm-hmm. that uh, nobody's really talking about either. But I, I think by the end of the year, we might know the name Markeith Ambles a little bit more. Two and Out is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Check out the show called Otherwise. It's a variety podcast dedicated to empowering diverse communities living on Treaty 6 territory by sharing stories of their lived experiences. The last two episodes, really cool. They're called Where Are You Really From? It is such a cool uh, discussion. I, I'll never forget a history class in grade 12 when everybody was asked, what nationality uh, are you? And everybody said, you know, Irish, Ukrainian. Uh, they all went to their heritage. So it's a very fascinating listen on Otherwise. Check out, check them out at otherwiseshow.com and all the other great shows in the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Also, we've teamed up with SeatGiant.ca, Canadian-owned and operated. Ticket prices are on the site, all in Canadian dollars. So all the CFL games this week, you can find tickets at SeatGiant.ca. If you use the promo code APN, then you save 5% and support the Alberta Podcast Network in the process. Brazilian tie. Are we going to keep our streak going with perfect picks? Because we are two weeks in a row now. Well, uh, one of us is. You're not going to, obviously. <laughs> Man, I Red Blacks, my second favorite team after forcing you to get the old wax in 2015. I'm, su- so. I'm surprised they're not your favorite. <laughs> So go Red Blacks, make me right. You know that means the Stampeders are winning, right? <laughs> Man, I, honestly, th- both those games are just a crapshoot. Yeah, they totally are. It's going to be a fun, fun week four. Enjoy the games, and we will talk to you on Monday. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.